The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on the spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. Facebook users, you can message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, which can be found at patreon.com slash spirit of recovery. Today's episode is titled One Day at a Time. This is one of the phrases we hear a lot in recovery circles, and it means First and foremost, that we must focus on the present. We can't see or predict the future, and we can't control what happens in the world at large. But we can learn to choose our own actions right here and now. In fact, our own actions are just about the only thing we can exert influence over. And even though it takes time and practice, we can learn to live in the present moment, to live one day or even one moment at a time. And when we do, life gets so much easier. Today, we want to share our experience, strength, and hope on living our lives one day at a time. Yes. So I remember when I came into recovery and I started hearing this concept of one day at a time. And it was totally foreign to me at the time. I had no idea what people were talking about. And it was completely opposite of the way that I was used to living my life. So I was used to spending a lot of my time and energy worrying about the future, worrying about what was going to happen, what I was going to do, how things were going to turn out. Um, And then after worrying about it, trying to figure out how to control it, trying to figure out how to make it come out the way I wanted it to or needed it to in order to feel comfortable. And so I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just like, unless you have the intervention of a spiritual program or, you know, 12 step program or something, maybe that's just sort of the default way that we in Western American culture 
grow up. I don't know. I don't know that it was anything abnormal. It seemed to be what the culture was telling me, right? Make it happen. Get out there and do it. You know, think of the Nike slogan, just do it. And, you know, our American concept of pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, just make it happen. And um, so then when I came into the program and I started hearing this totally different way of living, it really threw me for a loop. I mean, it was like a 180, you know, for me to think about what do you mean? Don't worry about what's going to happen. What do you mean? Don't get out into next week and next month and next year trying to, isn't that the American way we plan, we, you know, control, we make things happen. It, it was so strange to me to hear this different way of being and seeing things. And I think that I just began to learn it little by little. You know what I mean? Like you don't just undo your default programming overnight. Like that that took a long time. I was a very driven, ambitious young person. And so this went against everything that I thought was the way I was supposed to be, you know? And so it took a long time. And of course, this is something I still have to practice today, but I definitely get it a lot more than I did early on. It was just, I can't even describe like how big of a change in my way of approaching life that this was for me. Did you find that too? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could write down exactly how you described your worldview early on, uh -huh. exactly the same thing. Okay. I got to think of it and then get out there and make it happen. Like the universe is not a friendly place yes. to me. I have to, you know, finagle and wrangle and somehow find a way to squeeze satisfaction out of the world somehow yeah. yep. or other. And it, was, it was not good. Uh, I, I remember early on uh, in my recovery, I mean, I might've been even in the second year, um, standing outside having the meeting after the meeting or the meeting before the meeting which was just an excuse to smoke for me <laughs> and asking one of the old timers so old timer to me at that time meant somebody with 20 years or more yeah and I think this guy had you know 27 or 8 or something like that I don't know what I, I remember asking like so how long we have to do this whole one day at a time thing like how long did you have to do it i think is what i asked and he looked at me and smiled and said i'm still doing it and that and just like, blew what? my mind <laughs> right exactly i thought you know you know sort of once you learn it then you're uh, done with it the yeah. truth is once you learn it you continually do it i mean there's no done with it i don't know why right. you know two years sober my brain wasn't exactly yeah. functioning at its highest uh, i remember asking that and, th and then i saw somewhere probably on social media a little cartoon that said don't just do something sit there yes i love that i love that too because it's a reminder to you know as ram das famously said be here now actually it was said to him and he took it up Okay. as a as a way of living and remembering what matters be here now mm -hmm. it's hard it is hard it's hard yeah it's not our human nature it wasn't mine you know i don't think it's most mine's people's. like you described off into the future um you know worrying about how am i going to get this thing that i want or 
how am I going to make it so I don't lose this thing that I have, you know, whatever yeah. it may be. Well, you, you said something, you said that, um, you know, your, your worldview was that the universe was not a friendly place. And I think that that's why this is such a big shift because that's sort of what a lot of us grew up thinking, you know, the universe is not, you've got to strive and fight and control and, you know, get the things, like you said, wrangle the things you want out of life. Yeah. Rather than this idea that there is a flow, you know, that, that the universe wants our highest good, wants our growth and expansion, that there's this higher power that, you know, wants to work with us to co-create lives of, of meaning and beauty and love. Um, it's just a very different way of seeing the universe, you know? So I think in early recovery, we were feeling that huge shift. Like it's, it's just, you've got to, it's huge. It's just huge. Um, but you don't do it all at once, you know, cause that would be too disorienting. You've got to sort of start to get these concepts, you know, as you get them. Um, and then over the years, I've sort of come to see how, what a profound um, spiritual concept this is, this one day at a time, which is really just um, our way of saying living in the present, living in the moment. Um, it's so profound that it's hard to even talk about it really, because as human beings, of course we have to figure out what we're gonna do later. Of course we have to plan for the week ahead, the month ahead. You know, there are certain things as human beings we have to do to be responsible. I've got to make sure that my home is, you know, cared for and my bills are paid and my kid is fed. And, you know, there, it's not to say that we abandon all responsibility or we never think about next week, but it's a way of, of bringing our focus back again and again to what's happening right now, what's happening right in front of us. Um, and when people would talk about that when I was in early recovery, I really didn't know what they meant, you know, when they would say God is in the present moment yes. and such. I'd be like, what? Yeah. I mean, I'm still getting what that means, right? Because <laughs> yeah. it's not so, so it's like this concept is at odds with the human ego, right? The human ego wants to plan things, figure things out, control things, make things happen. That's the nature of the ego. It's trying to keep us safe. Yeah. It's trying to help us survive. But then we have to remember that we are not all ego. We are only part, you know, part of our makeup is the ego. And there's this other huge part that is the spiritual self, you yes. know, the divine self. And that divine self is the one that gets this living in the moment thing. And so it's a balancing act. You know, we've talked about this before. And I remember hearing from Robert Brummett, who we both adore, um, that human beings must go through life with double vision. We yeah. must live as both spiritual and human beings at the same time. We must live with an ego and a divine self at the same time. So it's not one or the other. It's about coming into balance. So when I came into recovery, I was completely ego driven. There was no spiritual self on board. I mean, my spiritual self, of course, was there. Yeah, right, right, yeah. But it was not activated. It was not given its rightful place. It was not allowed to have any. Yeah, undeveloped. Um, it was not in the driver's seat. You Unexpressed. Know? Yeah, it was like the ego was in the driver's seat. The spiritual self was like maybe in the trunk or something. You know, <laughs> tied up. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
trying to poke out the taillights. Help me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's funny. And so, yeah. So to me, like life is about, you know, trying to get that spiritual self into the driver's seat and the ego maybe in the trunk tied up, you know I mean? Or at least in the passenger, (laughs) in the passenger seat, in the back seat, you know, just kind of going along for the ride, but definitely not driving the vehicle at all times. And of course, sometimes the ego has to take over. We have to survive. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything in its rightful place. But I agree with you that, you know, historically in my life, it was way too much of my life experience was driven by worry and concern, thousand forms of fear. And we wonder why we drank, right? Right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, this idea of focus on the present moment, I think that's exactly what one day at a time means, or as I've heard it said, one moment at a time or one minute. I've heard many people in the recovery communities explain that they hit times in their sobriety where they had to live one minute at a time in order to make it through five minutes, one hour. A phrase that I heard that I really like that helps me with this, because it's kind of a visual is keep, I need to keep my head where my feet are, Mm. which is right here, right now. My feet are always right here and right now. My head could be anywhere, you know, ranging out into the future, making stuff up, ruminating on the wreckage of my past or contemplating the wreckage of my future, you know, that it's creating. And a couple of things that I have learned over time, they're kind of related to this. One of them is a gratitude practice Mm. helps me to get back in the right here and right now, because inevitably, if I'm not in the present moment, I'm spinning off in my head somewhere. It's almost always some worry or concern. You know, I'm not Mm -hmm. usually like having a fanciful made up movie in my head about everything going great. For whatever reason, it's it's fear oriented is what I've seen. So practicing Mm -hmm. gratitude, you know, just taking a little bit of time to even begin to make a list. Uh, I did that the other day with with Heather, I was in a grumpy mood complaining about everything, smiling at the same time, but just almost making like everything sucks. Here's let me make a list of everything that sucks. And I then I would make a list out loud. And she's like, Well, what do you, you know, what's good in your life? And I started like, Oh, I like my new grill, you know, I like hot dogs, you know, just started to make a list of stuff. <laughs> so we had fun with that. It was nice because we could kind of laugh through it. It's like, yeah, I do yeah. feel this way. And yes, it is ridiculous and it's not realistic, but hey, here I am. So let me at least express it. And then let's remember, well, what's the other side? Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. I like that because you didn't spiritually bypass the feelings that you were having. I think that's so important. This whole concept and, you know, spirituality in general does not mean that we don't have crappy days like that. We wouldn't be human if we didn't. And so I like that you didn't just like, you know, 
put some platitudes over that and oh i should be grateful blah 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 you let yourself have those feelings and yeah. then you brought it into perspective so it's more fun that way anyway and it's natural and it's honest it's really easy it's i don't have to remember anything i don't have to remember a three-step process a five-step this or whatever right. i just you know just tell the truth that just doing that you know helps me kind of shake that part of me that that you know i don't know that wants to hang on to it it helps sort of shake it loose a little bit and then yeah. we can have fun with it and i had a sponsor that liked to ask me when i would get all wigged out about whatever i said do you have everything you need right now yes it's always yes the answer is always yes but in order to answer that i had to get my head where my feet are right mm -hmm. here right now I'm breathing. I'm comfortable. I'm not freezing. I'm not being, you know, pelted with rain or sleet. I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember when I would hear people talking about that in early recovery, and I would kind of feel the same way. Like they would say, you know, just focus on what's happening right now or just just get through today. And, you know, and it was kind of like, but, yeah, okay. Yeah. I have everything I need right now. But, 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 but what about, you know, but what about this? But what about that? But what about yeah. tomorrow? But what about, you know, and so, you know, both things are true. We have to hold, we have to honor the feelings that we're having, anxiety, fear, those things are all real and they're not meant to be bypassed by these concepts. What we don't do is we don't stay in those feelings forever and ever. We acknowledge them, we honor them, we let them be, and we bring the other part of ourself on board that knows that that's not the whole truth. Yes, this thing is happening right now. It hurts. It's scary. It's painful, whatever it is. And I know that this is not the whole truth. I know that this is just what's happening right now. Tomorrow is going to be a new day. Things are going to shift and change because they always do. So I just think it's really important to hold both of those, you I know, agree. I that agree. this is not an antidote for being human. Because right, we're not exactly. looking for an antidote to being human. We are human and we've got to honor that. Because I think sometimes spirituality really does try to bypass our humanity. Like it if you can. could just get yourself spiritually right, then you wouldn't have fear, worry. No, you're human. As long as you're on this planet, you're going to have a human experience. Yep. The question is, is that the totality of my experience? Am I letting that overshadow what I know to be my spiritual self and my spiritual truth. And is it running my life? Kind of like we're is talking it about, my is life? it in the driver's seat? Because ideally, I want my higher self in the driver's seat and just sort of commentary, <laughs> yes. you know, or practical things. Like you said, yeah, if I want to have food in the house next week, I should maybe think about what day I'm going to go to the grocery store. But right. then I can stop there, mm -hmm. right? It's not just no, making a plan is not the problem for me it's the, the rumination is, yeah it's like permanent taking up permanent residence out in the future and whatever yeah. it is i'm making up another thing that i found really helpful in helping me uh come back to here and now to live one day at a time is to help other people yes. that same sponsor used to ask me if i was feeling like depressed or anxious what have you done for other people lately <laughs> Not right, a i know whole heck of a lot. <laughs> nothing is always the answer because when I have done something and it might, it can be as simple just showing up at a meeting. I mean, yes. that can be self-serving, but it also helps the community or 
I used to be part of the group that took a, a meeting into the detox at the local hospital. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to do it. I was always like, God, oh, why did I say I would do this? Yes. I said I would do it, so I better go. And then I would go, and I would come out of there feeling, feeling so, so much, much better. better. Life just got, yeah. it was the most amazing thing. It was almost comical how I'd go through that little process. And you think that's because when you're helping someone else, you're in the present moment? I think so. I'm yeah. I'm out of myself. I'm out not myself. sitting here making plans and trying to get what I want and avoid what I don't, blah, 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 blah. I'm yeah. just sitting there, especially in that context, you know, just telling the truth about my experience and listening to what other people have to say about their experience. It's yep. all right here and right now. And the last thing that I want to add, and this has been important for me, is that there are times when we need to seek some kind of professional help, you yes. know, whether it's uh, stress, anxiety, depression, or, or whatever, you know, I've been in uh, individual weekly counseling for a long time now, in the entirety of my sobriety. And in my opinion, it's an essential piece of my spiritual life. You know, it's not mm -hmm. my spiritual life is not just going to magically maintain itself right? It's, I have to do something. And so it's sort of like a spiritual gym, you know, you go to the gym to, to work out to stay in, in good condition, good health to be healthy. And to me, for my sort of mental and emotional um, aspects of myself, it's super helpful to have not just individual weekly counseling, yes, that and peer support and sober buddies that I reach out to, you know, and a, a group that I can go to if I want to uh, show up at a, a meeting or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I want to talk about another kind of a practical way. So how do we do this? How do we how do we be in the present moment? How do we live one day at a time? Because if you're like us, you probably have times when your brain is just spinning out. It just is like a hamster on a wheel and it is just coming up with every scenario and worrying about everything and thinking, how do we short circuit that? Or how do we stop that and come into the present moment? Oh, well, so I'm going to jump in because that's basically our nutshell question. Exactly. Like what are some ways I can come back to now? So yeah. please. Okay. So I was just going to say, you, you know, you, you may have heard this word lately. I know in the circles, the things that I listen to podcasts and such, I've been hearing a lot about embodiment. Mm. It took me a while to figure out what that meant embodiment, but what it basically means is coming into our bodies. So because I've been practicing mindfulness meditation for many years, and I listen to a lot of different teachers, a lot of them use body awareness as a way at least to begin the meditation yeah an anchor so when we're in our heads we're not in our bodies right we're, we're thinking 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 that's where all the spinning out and the fear and the worry comes from so one thing to do is to just sit still for a few moments take take a pause take some breaths and bring your awareness into your body what does my body feel like right now um what what is the temperature of the air on my skin? You know, where is my body meeting the surface beneath me? How does my body feel? Am I holding a lot of stress in my body? Am I anxious? Am I, you know, tightened up? And can I begin to release that just a little bit? Can I relax a little bit? But you can't be worrying about the future when you're fully embodied. You just, you can't do them both at the same time. Because your my body is right here and right now. It body is in it the present have the moment. Ability to leave the present moment. I love that. Yes. So you can, you know, what can I hear? What can I feel? What can I smell? 
Yeah. What can I taste? Wiggle so getting fingers, into the senses. Fingers and toes, I've heard. Wiggle your fingers yeah. and toes. How does that feel? Get, and if that's yeah. too uncomfortable, or even as an addition to that, getting outside and taking some walks. When you're yeah. walking and you're looking at things, but, so, but don't be walking with your head spinning out, because I can do that too. I can too, yeah. So you've got to like go, oh, look, there's a tree. Oh, look, there's a bird singing in the tree. Oh, look, there's a child riding their tricycle. You've got to start noticing the things around you. Yeah. And that takes you out of this spinning hamster wheel and brings you into the present moment. I'm so and glad I, you brought that up because I'm yeah. totally with you that, and, you know, get get my head in my body. It sounds weird to say. Doesn't it sound weird to say? Well, it's I'm making more sense body. to me the more I hear people yeah. talking about it because basically yeah. they're saying that there's this epidemic that we're all in our heads. We're not oh, yeah. in our bodies at all. Yep. And that's a big part of the problem is we need what, to become more embodied. I remember what helped me understand that when it was a new and weird concept was I just, and you described it. I just focus, like I can focus my mind's eye, my mind's attention, focus my attention on something within my physical self, like the motion yep. of my breath or yes. the, the, you know, can I feel where I'm sitting on a couch right now? Can I feel the touch points where my body yes. is touching me? All that stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So my, my answer to, you know, what are some simple ways I can come back to the present moment? when I find myself lost in my head, which is like all the time, is very much along these lines. Relax, yeah. uh, turn within, take a breath. Like you said, mm -hmm. that's the quickest way for me to sort of get back in touch with right here and right now. And I do love that truth that our bodies are always in the present moment. They cannot yes. be they anywhere They can't be anywhere else. else. How cool is that? And Unless so, you're like that Outlander guy or something, but that's, that's something <laughs> time different. traveling, right. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, by taking my busy monkey mind and asking it to focus on something physical within me, fingers, toes, whatever it might be, I bring myself back to here and now. And when I do that, you know, it's extending the concept, I guess, but if you sit if I sit long enough sort of in that what's effectively a mindfulness and awareness meditation, yeah. then I'm open to guidance and insights and things just, just like the literature says, we kick back, you know, relax, and we're often surprised when an answer comes. Yeah. And I just want to say one other thing about that, you know, exercise also, I know that when I am doing my exercise, I lift weights and such that I'm so focused on just being able to get through the activity that there is no way I'm thinking about anything else. All mm -hmm. I'm thinking about is what I'm doing. And that could be swimming or running or hiking or walking or whatever. It's really a great way to become more embodied and to be more in the present moment. And also you and I are big feline fans. Yeah. If you have a cat or a dog or any animal, but we we like felines best, petting your cat. I mean, yeah. it's totally proven that it calms your nervous system down. Yeah. It lowers your blood pressure. And cats are absolute masters of this. That's what Eckhart Tolle said. I've known many yeah. Zen masters, all of them cats. All of them cats. And so <laughs> when you're sitting petting your cat... That's all you're doing. You're petting your cat. Your cat is in the present moment and your cat can bring you into the present moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a very simple practice. You know, they are our teachers. And then that could be a redwood tree or it could be any living being that 
um, is lucky enough to not have an ego because they know right. how to live in the present moment. Yes. So they can be our teachers. All right. So our affirmation for you today says this, when I take life one day at a time and stay focused on the present moment, my life unfolds with more ease and I experience more peace. Yes. When I take life one day at a time and stay focused on the present moment, my life unfolds with more ease and I experience more peace. Amen to yes. that. Amen. Um, I need some of that. Yes. Well, it's happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery. At least we hope you see it that way. And we're grateful that you have. We hope that you found something in all of our jawing today that you find genuinely helpful. And we bless you wherever you are in your recovery journey. Yes, and as always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. You can find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or you can email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support our ministry through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritofrecovery. We're so glad you joined us today, and we do hope that you will join us again. And until then, don't drink like my co-host. And whatever you do, don't drink like my co-host. Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.